1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to, yeah, back to Trek, the fan cast that boldly goes to where no and <laughs> oh, Jack. Oh, no. That's the, that's the <laughs> closing okay. line, Jack. Right. The open Sorry line is the Sorry. pot is the fan cast it's that fan boldly cast. goes where no fan
2: cast has gone before. I am Leslie <laughs> Lee the third, and I'm Jack Allison, uh the first mate of this ship. <laughs>
3: Wow.
2: <laughs> That's like
0: so official.
2: Yes. I'm so
4: excited to be on the world's only Star Trek podcast. It's a fan cast. This yes. is a fan cast,
2: and
1: we're very excited about the IP that we're here to talk about today. Yes, and our special guests uh, today, you can already uh hear them. They're from the excellent art and labor podcast, OK Fox, Lucia Love. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Whoa. Thanks for thank having you. us. It's
0: a dream come true. Yeah, I'm already having fun.
4: <laughs> we got all our rocks out. We just talked about politics for an hour with you guys for our yeah. show, and so now, now I'm all giddy. I'm talk like about
0: a show we like. I'm jazzed right now, dude. I love TNG. Like,
2: <laughs> I mean, oh. I do actually love TNG. Like, you know, we uh, uh, you know, we have to be excited because it's a fan cast, and we are under contractual <laughs> obligation. You know, a fan yeah. casts are contractually different in the law than podcasts. Uh, but I actually do like. Next Generation. I'm excited to talk about it. And
1: today our subject is Star Trek, The Next Generation. The uh, second uh, Star Trek television show, if you don't count the cartoon, which we are not for this fan cast mm. because we don't want to be doing this for the next nine months. Uh, Although <laughs> well, I understand are... that it is good. The cartoon yes, I hear I've is heard good. is very, very good, but I don't think we'll be doing an episode on it. Sorry. Um, but my God, Star Trek The Next Generation. We're finally talking about it, folks. And I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and, you know, this may be a little bit of a controversial episode because, Jack, you have said. Some controversial things well, uh, about oh. the next generation. You <laughs> I, ha- you're not these... the biggest fan. No, no no no, 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 no. That fan. is not fair. I think <laughs> that
2: the next generation is much, much better than Star Trek: The Original Series. Uh, um, it might actually be one of like the best TV series, like you know, in the in in the classical sense uh, uh, ever, frankly, ever.
0: ever, yeah, in that soap opera sense, in the speculative fiction. And socialist possibilities. Absolutely.
2: What I have said, and I stand by this, is that the the crew of the Enterprise
1: are nerds.
0: <laughs>
2: yes the, the 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 what I what I would say, yeah. and I stand by, is that the crew of the Enterprise in Next Generation are nerds who don't know how to party.
4: That's right. And, <laughs>
2: and the folks and the folks on the original uh, series Enterprise were not, and did know how to party.
4: They, they were Chads. Uh, yeah the original series were uh, the chad show um, oh
0: i got a question for y'all as a fan about the um do you remember a few years ago on twitter when there was this piece that was going around that was called like the kirk drift where they were like it was this woman who was writing like this really really in-depth piece about like captain kirk i know this is not the you know we're not talking about that but captain kirk is not a misogynist oh boy he had to seduce women mm. on other planets to save them, and mm. he had it was a part of his diplomatic <laughs> persona. Like colonialism, one or you have to know that he, but it it was like a vulnerable place for him to be in to like have to go planet to planet and have these relationships. Mm. It was like hard for him, you guys. So, like, right. you know, the original series is. It's, like, special and important. Anyway, that was going around, like, the Chapo sphere, like, yeah. in 2017 or something. Yeah,
2: I, I, I can't stand with that, and I, and I don't stand with that. Uh, however, I will still say that they know how to party.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so that piece
1: is kind of interesting because it is about, like... The way reason it's called Kirk Drift is because it's about like how the memes drift, how the takes drift, how somebody might say, uh, you know, in in the late eighties that you know Kirk, you know, was kind of the portrayal of you know kirk's relationship are kind of a little bit sexist uh perhaps in the you know original series but then you get to you know 2020 and like people will say you know the outlandish stuff like if you like the original series you are a misogynist you know like where oh, right, where yeah, right. there'll That's... be a drift in the well, take look. where somebody will have you know this original seed of a look like a pretty good idea or a critique but then it will just you know get more and more extreme uh, over time uh, where it's really ends up being disconnected from the original work which i do we, we talk about on the show uh, on on our other show struggle session that that does uh, tend to happen but that's not to say that you go back to the beginning and don't have any kind of critique
4: right right, right. that's the take yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, that, that's, that's stable, stable take. You just let undefeated. It out.
0: <laughs> a normal yes. way
2: to uh, a normal opinion to have about TV shows. Wow, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <That is>. But <laughs> I'm awesome. gonna get
3: fired up. <laughs> so let's be, uh
1: before we you know dive into we picked a few episodes, uh basically really for uh, Jack to watch because you hadn't watched too much next generation, so we all had you know a solid basis. The episodes were the measure of a man, the best of both worlds part one and two conspiracy the inner light and the re- royale this these are the episodes you told me to pick folks so if you if you or think we're missing something if you, jack's missing something and he's missing the party next generation episodes it's uh your fault, <laughs> unfortunately
0: oh yeah well there was a big party like in the first season everybody gets kind of like some weird seduction virus where they all like want to like hook up with each other. And then Lieutenant Yar hooks up with data. Yes. And there's like a big orgy thing going on. So they yeah, they party. Yeah, they, they do party, party. You know, they,
2: they do party, but, party? Not, but but it's about a vibe. It's about a vibe. Like honestly, I, it's not even so much about party. Okay, I have to, I have to take yeah. another moment here to say it's about like that they care too much about rules and shit, and they actually oh, no. like yeah. love rules. They,
3: they love like rules. love
2: rules so much on on the next generation uh, enterprise and. I'm just not that into rule love, frankly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is moral. It's a very moral um, sort of analysis.
2: First, I just want to
1: ask everyone, uh, like, how did you come uh, to the next Star Trek: Next Generation?
4: For for me, I watched the original series and DNG on the Sci Fi Channel when I was a kid. Um, they would come on back to back, um, so they are kind of like weirdly linked in my mind. So sorry for folks mm. who are like mad that we were talking about original series. (laughs) Um, But, like, that is that is sort of how I experienced the show. Well, it is linked, though, too. I'm, like, a nerd,
0: also. Gene Roddenberry um, (laughs) had to write, like, initially this sort of link. Mm -hmm. And that's what the character Q is, is, like, um, Q is sort of, like, this testing barrier that got um, anthropomorphized and is, like, can the this new crew of the enterprise actually exceed the bounds of space that the previous crew explored and is it possible and like do you even think humanity is like worthwhile enough for this moral experience that you're gonna go delve into and so like that was i guess the first um like the pilot and and that was like the impetus for making this like they couldn't even make the show without connecting it to the first one
4: yeah, yeah, Lucia's um, the big nerd for TNG.
0: I'm I, well. The so how I came to it was um, also sci-fi channel. Mm. Being a kid watching it, right? But then also having boyfriends just like throughout my life DVD boxing. <laughs> throughout my life it's like oh I have a boyfriend now oh now we're watching TNG somehow it's like oh
4: it's funny I feel like that for me that was Doctor Who I I, I really got super oh, into yeah, Doctor that's Who another one. and Q is a very like the master or the doctor type yeah um figure in the series and tricky and i i definitely was into star trek at the same time but i feel like i i i didn't i i don't think i've seen every single episode of tng Mm. i don't i don't think i have but i think i've i've seen enough to remember most of it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that's what's cool about tng and why you know i i've wanted to pick like some of the episodes that are just more like wacky um, like throwaway sort of, like like the Royale I feel like is like a, a throwaway sort of episode. Uh, but it's just funny because it's just like it's it's just people just doing whatever genre they fucking want.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: that, one,
4: that
0: one's like a Twin Peaks yeah, episode. It is.
2: Right. Yeah. I like that one. Well, I mean, we'll get into it like in a little bit, I think. But, you know, I like that one because it does show the breadth of what you can do in Next Generation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can yeah. just... I like it. This this might... Uh, you know, I said this might be one of the best TV shows. And part of that is because you can fit anything into it. you They, they do a fucking Sherlock Holmes episode on show. the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, Data and... Like, Jordi LaForge, their friendship is (laughs) just, it's so precious.
4: Like, I I really love Data as a trans person. Like, I was always super attracted to learning about Data and finding the Data episodes. I would seek them out. Like... I had a big crush on Data. Yes, I love Data. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Yeah. My
2: wife, my wife is like a, a Data head. Like oh. things, that, and it never occurred to me. But as I'm watching the show, she's like, Data is like so hot, and I was like, Oh, Data like, is like, I suppose like, so, <laughs>
0: so hot. Oh my it's god. Oh. I,
4: I, I have a T-shirt of C-3PO and Data making out from when I was like, a Where do they? Where? Well, how? Where does
0: the tongues go? I don't know. <laughs> Circuit, circuit <laughs> just like tell me how that. is babby formed <laughs> oh my god amazing um i like data like for the emotional um arc yeah. and just sort of like all of the questions of what it means to be human yeah, and yeah, there was yeah. one moment in one of the episodes that we were watching or you know we assigned where he was like,
1: oh, before we get into it,
2: let's. um. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, format. yeah. We
4: just want to, uh,
0: we're so free for yeah.
4: <laughs> We're like weirdo artist freaks. We just like going all into it. We yeah. need a lot of
2: structure. <laughs> we are very, very serious people doing a very serious podcast. Sorry, this is a serious podcast. We refuse to do this cast. without structure.
0: <laughs> yeah fair enough i'll hold on to my point <laughs> yeah
2: um so star trek next
1: generation it's this sh- i remember when it um first uh around when it first came out because that was when they were doing the star trek revival because star trek um may be hard to understand um much like star wars was dormant and dead for a number of years and the only people getting it keeping it alive Were the nerds upset obses- yeah the fans the nerds obsessed with this completely you know dead canceled show nobody remembered it nobody remembered the actors except this you know core group of fans and you know since then it's become this massive franchise that you can't imagine not at some point being in the theater or on a TV. But, and so it was kind of exciting when they brought it back if you were a fan of the older Star Trek or your parents told you about it. I, for one, did not give a fuck about <laughs> Star Trek. All my little friends at elementary school were obsessed with it. I did not watch a single episode, even though I was once participated in a Star Trek The Next Generation themed party. Um, I never watched <laughs> it until maybe a few years ago to actually sit down and start watching actively watching the episode because it always seemed kind of like boring to me honestly like i I, i've been saying you know you're either a star trek kid or a star wars kid and i was definitely a star wars kid i wanted the more swashbuckling Uh, adventure i didn't i wasn't so interested in all these people in these like Tight suit, standing around. Leslie, like, Leslie, you don't
4: like procedure <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and dialogue. And... Yeah.
1: Uh, not when, not I guess not when I was six. I diplomacy.
3: Wasn't... <laughs> I, yeah, I just really
0: like had a strong utopian <laughs> desire as a child. I was like, this world is broken. I have to go to
3: space.
1: <laughs> and so you get, you know, you this update to Star Trek, which you know introduces this new cast of characters, moves. How far does it move in the future from the original series?
0: I think it's like a hundred fifty years or something, or like hundred, say a like hundred something years. Or...
1: Yeah, and isn't the big and the big thing from what I understand the big change was that now the the dreaded Klingons, which were you know these fierce en- warrior enemies of the federation during the original series and some of the films they yeah. they've now been domesticated and they have like a a pet klingon on the bridge now come kind on. Of the well that's come
0: on no no that's how, way... that's how they treat
1: him that's how they treat I respect <laughs> him as a strong black man but clearly clearly much of the crew does not respect worf
0: but the thing is there's a lot of character development that goes on where if you get to the like if you see the episode parallels where it's just like a wharf specific episode. Uh parallel is it the one where his girlfriend gets killed and he it's killed? the one where there's like lots of different, um, like parallel universe scenarios going on where it's like, oh, your life could be like this or your life could be
4: like oh, that.
2: I haven't seen this one. Oh, I haven't seen any one. it. One sounds Good. interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it like might change
4: your opinion on how they treat wharf if you watch it a bit more, but. I
0: you know I, I mean th- it takes time it though because it yeah. is also like yeah. the way that people treat um all of the different races in TNG is like intense because I guess Worf yeah. was also specifically supposed to be like a Viking influence in the human mm. like uh I don't know pantheon of possibilities or something like they turn everyone into a a he's sort of Spartan stereotype yeah. Yeah, he's Spartan, but he's like the element of humanity that is supposed to be like, oh, what do we do with this force that's within us or something? You know what I mean? It's like awkward the way that the... The yeah, enterprise ends funky. up becoming like broken down into this like Freudian sort of like pantheon of values of how humans can interact with the well, universe. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: But I'm <laughs> saying the way they deal with it usually is to have a white person tell Worf to shut up. That's oh, yeah. It's <laughs>
3: fucked up. Fair. It's totally agreed that
0: it's fucked up, but also I think they were trying to work some shit out. <laughs>
2: each star trek reflects its time you know what i mean uh, uh the original series yeah. reflects that people uh were a little weirder about women in the, <laughs> in the 60s uh, uh right they, you know, they,
4: and... they they got away with some some interesting stuff for the time but of course it's like yeah all the problems of the time are evident in the
0: uh series itself you know yeah i really like whoopi goldberg on on the ship me too
2: <laughs> actually yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just
0: like Hey, um I got gotcha. you. What do you need? <laughs> Emotional center. Come on in
1: the magical black woman for Picard to uh a have bit of that Yeah, I of will say yeah. No, what 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 is her species? They're like a lo- they live a long time and they're empathetic or is she a- she's not a Betazoid, is she?
0: N- I don't actually I don't I don't know. think she's a Betazoid. Yeah, cuz then no. yeah. Deanna she's Troy. like some kind
2: of weird like I know she has like she is some kind of special Powers. When the aliens, they don't have
1: to put makeup on. Whoopi was not gonna be like all those other people coming up at 4 a.m. to get that stuff put on their face.
0: Yeah, where are you from? You don't got anything on your face.
4: (laughs) I I mean, if we, as long as we're talking about like characters, I will say like I, I, I do like Picard. Um, like not entirely, but I, I, what I can appreciate from that time period, it reminds me sort of like Ursula K. Le Guin's work. Where, like, she would like, especially her early work, where she was like, had to uh, write like um, male protagonists, mm-hmm. but they were always like scientists, um, or like, you know, these more, uh, I don't know, like anthropological type people, because she- her dad was an anthropologist, just certain stuff. And I feel like there's a little of that in Picard that I can really appreciate. I can appreciate that it's like this, like, balding gray-haired guy is yeah. like the... <laughs> he's smaller than everybody else <laughs> and he's just like hey uh,
0: what if you do what i tell you to
4: like yeah i don't know it's I, the, the the cast i i i enjoy the cast but yeah everybody also kind of is is relegated into some uh, hot, like Shitty um, tropes and stereotypes at the same time.
1: But you know, I actually don't think that's shitty because that's what a TV show is supposed to be. You're supposed right. to have like all these, you're supposed to have tropes on a TV show. And you're supposed to have the big warrior guy and the smart guy and the nerdy guy and a guy or girl or guy, girl, or non binary pal. You know, you're supposed <laughs> to have all these different. You know facets of personalities and humanities, and watch how they fight and interact with each other. And I think this show, you know, aside from you know being a little bit mean to Worf, does a pretty good job um, with it and its characters. I actually, you know, watch because this is not a seri- uh type of serial show. It's ep- very episodic. Every episode almost is standalone. You don't need to watch uh, any pre- prior episode to enjoy 95% of any of the episodes. That's one of my, my, one of my favorite things to do now is just to put on a random episode of Next Generation. You get a complete story in 46 minutes and you're done. You don't have to watch the next episode to figure yeah. out what, what's going two-parters. to happen. Yeah. Yeah, except for the two-parters. Yeah, except for the 2 parts. but you know it's a real TV show TV show, and that's I think, <laughs> yeah. its strongest point. Especially now, when everything is like a ten-part uh, maxi series.
4: Yeah, my god, yeah, the yeah. the way that television works now is
0: exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I liked um, I don't know, whatever. I'll take it in all its forms. I just like a good story. But uh, I was I was thinking of the like the the Borg episodes that we uh, watched together, and then. There's this episode after the um it's called Family oh. where Picard goes and he cools out in France for a while yeah. and you <laughs> like he he to deal with his with brother. brother. <laughs> yeah. that is a moment where I I cried. Like I I was like I was just like kind of overcome with emotion when the two brothers were fighting in the mud. And then finally, like, all of that, like, trauma kind of started breaking up. And then Picard was like, they made me kill and I tried so hard to stop it. I tried so hard. And just, like, just tears, just bawling when I see that. Because, I don't know, like, as far as emotions go and, like, and the buildup of being stuck inside of something that you can't control and then also being, like, on the Enterprise to begin with and all of these artificial environments. And then, like, the moment that you touch down again on your planet where all these people hate you because you left them. And he just is like, I am not in control, but I'm supposed to be in control. And that, I'm the captain.
4: Yeah, and that, so that does reward, like, watching it in order. Like, yes. it rewards the fans for doing that.
0: Yeah, you, you, know? can, yeah, you can watch... Or yeah, there's certain points where it's like, oh, you're gonna want to watch these together. But then other right. ones where it's like, oh, you're just gonna have a great time. Surfing <laughs> I these I, ones. I like
2: it. I like it when like it's a reward that you've watched the whole series that you like get a richer understanding. I don't like it when it's a requirement. Yes. you know what I mean. I don't yeah. like being required to watch yeah. eighty hours. But I do, of course, <laughs> appreciate like them stories being internally consistent and stuff like that. Mm. All
1: right, so let's talk a little bit about the episodes. Um... We were cho- chosen by the fans uh, for us to watch on this fan cast. Uh, first one that I want to mention, because uh, you mentioned something uh, about how they care too much about rules in Star Trek uh, in the next generation. And I think a really great example of that is you know, generally considered one of the best, if not the best episode, is The Measure of a Man. And the premise of Measure of the Man is that uh, this doctor named um, Bruce Maddox, um, who works for Starfleet, wants to dismantle uh, Data, uh, who is an android, uh, and try to reverse engineer him, and so that they can create a fleet of datas um, for to work as a, uh, pretty much slaves um, for uh, the Federation, and. There, the response. He just shows up on the uh, Enterprise one day and says, "I have orders to take Data, and he's coming with me." And Picard's response to this initially was, "But we use Data so much on this ship. He's such an important part of the work we do here. He, you can't take him because it would like interfere with our productivity." Which I thought was such a, you know rules splainy way to that's your, try and that's defend your technocrat. Him. That's your technocrat,
2: <laughs> yeah. you know, argument for like, don't kidnap my friend. You yeah, know? don't kidnap <laughs> that's and the, that's possibly kill my friend. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't kidnap and kill my friend. <laughs> but this will this will impact our productivity.
0: Buddha judge would have immediately. Yeah, that Buddha judge would be like, can I get a replacement android, please? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're saying oh. you can give me ten datas and you just have to kill <laughs> yeah. this one, no,
3: please.
0: Where do I sign? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wait. I could get rid of some of my human crew.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, but
1: the, but this episode is just really a fantastic exploration of you know what it means to be a person. Um, with will and also, you know, dropping in like the slavery angle that you know I didn't really expect when I was watching, where you know it escalates, where it's not they're not just want they don't just want to study data, they want to create more. And the argument at the end, I actually think is really well, where Picard has to argue for Data and say, you know, if you take away Data, that's you know one thing, um, against his will, but then you're setting a precedent. Um, for how we treat uh, artificial life uh, going forward and to set that sort of precedent now would just be uh, too dangerous and ro- wrong. So that, that's another, you know, kind of a rule follower way to argue what should be essentially he's a person he shouldn't have to uh, be dismantled.
4: Right. I mean, it's 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 a good way to to show um nerds that like legal how legal precedents work. Yes, How yes. as they've happened in real life um you know uh I think it's a good illustrative episode of um these yeah, like these real life of uh, situations
0: um that don't just happen to uh, androids.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, yeah. It's sort of like we've had the figure of the android as a way to discuss othering, right, right. For, for a few <laughs> yeah. decades now right. at least. And it's really interesting though, because like data also gets told to shut up a lot on the, you know, like like data gets a lot of flack from humans for sort of I, you know, I always associate it with uh, just like missing social cues or like people being. Um, on the spectrum,
3: mm-hmm.
0: also, and just be it being like, oh, you are valuable because you're a function, and so we want to isolate that function and replicate it. But then he's like, oh, I, I have this whole other plot for myself where I go on these adventures and try to figure out what it is to be human. So yeah, he's really going agency. on, <laughs> yeah. It's really, yeah. and it's like, but also like you know, vulnerability and right. like the desire to to. To integrate and to kind of like have a mutual uh, relationship with the world is human. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it is like questioning. I don't know. It's, yeah, no.
4: It's, it's be- I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. The Data man. episodes are fucking beautiful. And, <laughs> yeah. And and I also recommend people check out the 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 like kind of a companion episode to this episode, which is um, I cannot remember the name, but it's one where Data makes a child for himself yeah. <laughs> um, and it's and the very similar episodes
0: are so weird on this show
4: <laughs> and it's very very similarly like kind of um gets gets into this stuff but like you know uh yeah sorry go I, ahead i
1: believe that's called the
0: offspring the offspring yes mm. yeah and then there's one where he finds his creator
4: oh yeah yeah too. of the all the data oh yeah
0: just the data story oh my gosh, my gosh. but it's it's so sweet and like that I don't know and that because it kind of mirrors also like the Wesley Crusher story where it's like oh I don't really know who my dad was and then I find out and I I learn where I'm coming from and I still have to do my duty (laughs) yeah we're all all,
4: all, it's all in common like it's like just you know yeah it's and it's beautiful the way like Picard and Riker have to um argue um like Data's uh like they have to. They both have to pick a side, right? Riker has to um, argue. Uh, I forget his.
3: his
1: Basically, his, that d- data isn't a human being. That he is a. That he is people. a robot. That he yeah. is a yeah. tool.
4: Yeah. Don't fall in love. Um. But like and that's like. Last. But that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of when like the sort of like uh, following procedure sort of stuff like it it gets like sticky because like Riker's like Data it's my friend we were just playing poker together yeah I don't believe this but then he does his duty and like argues the way he's supposed to or whatever
1: and it's so funny because obviously the reason why they had to have Riker be the prosecutor in this case is because they didn't want to pay to hire like more actors <laughs> to do
3: it <laughs>
4: A bottle episode (laughs) where they're just like saving money, keeping all the actors in the same room the whole time.
1: Look, like we already had to pay for this lady to come up and be the judge. We're not getting a prosecutor too.
4: Her flirtations with Picard are so fucking funny. Also, so inappropriate. Like she should excuse herself. She was sexually harassing Picard. She was episode.
0: People want a piece of the captain, dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he is the captain who. Uh, you know abstains from fucking sometimes kirk kirk would have been all about that i think
0: right <laughs> it took my chance
1: but but one of the things that is mentioned on the show in on this episode is that data um uh, at some point has sex with tasha yar yeah who is a, a, a character she got killed off in the first season or i think over a contract dispute
0: bullshit which is i i have my theories about that because it's always like oh the women who because same thing happened to the borg queen where it's like oh you have a relationship with data but you gotta go you gotta Uh, die if you do that
4: it's yeah that's wasn't there another oh
0: no i think someone there's like a Data had a couple other hookups, but I don't think they died. But maybe they just got left on other planets.
4: (laughs) Like, Yeah, it's always such a cop out. Yeah. You know, they have like a romance for like one or two episodes. Yeah.
0: But no, I think with the Lieutenant Yar thing, though, it's like you can't have that lingering tension on the ship. You know, so one of them has to go, but data is too useful. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's not—it's
1: not one of those shows where it's like you want you care about will they, won't they, the whole time. Because you know, uh, Troy and Riker obviously have a thing going on right. throughout the series, but Troy goes out and does her own thing every so yeah. often. She doesn't. She has just like an immaculate
0: we- conception or whatever. <laughs> really. Oh, yeah. She
1: has a she has an immaculate.
3: There's yeah. so much. Yeah, There's she has so like this happens. baby
0: that grows up and dies like in the matter of a day. Fuck. And it's like their whole life gets lived.
3: It's, it's crazy. The same thing with Data's
0: kid, what? The-
4: yeah. Okay.
1: Well, speaking of, you know, this existential trauma that all these people uh, go through because of this ship, um, let's talk about uh, The Inner Light, probably the um, other episode that's most you know, re- remarked as being. Wow. Uh, the best episode, and I, I oh, actually, yeah. you know, I think, I mean, when you watch, it, it's obvious why people uh love it. Kind of strange though, because it's the one with like the least amount of like them being in space or on the ship possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, like almost all of it takes place in this sort of you know rural pastoral community on um another planet. Um, the Enterprise. On Catan. Yeah, the Enterprise is just, you know, going about space and it finds a probe. That's how 90% of the episodes start. They find (laughs) the probe that, like, fucks them up and puts them in (laughs) some place of incalculable uh, existential horror. Um, For this this probe, it zaps Picard and puts his mind into, like, this new place that he thinks is completely real. Um. This, you know, this no. uh, colony oh, somewhere. Are. Oh, are back. Uh, oh, wait,
4: wait. Can you can you start again from? Because you cut out. Um. Okay. Just when you're talking about Picard's taking Picard's mind and putting it somewhere else.
1: Yeah. So this, they run across this probe, and they take his mind and put him. Away, uh, into this, you know, this colony um, where they don't have all the technology that they have in the next generation, and they're like, "You're this guy. uh, You're not Captain Card of the Enterprise. You're this guy, and this is your wife, and this is where you live, and this is your community." And Picard's like, "What the fuck?" And then you know, we go. He still remembers the Enterprise. yeah, Yeah, he still remembers all of that. And then we, and he's like trying to find a figure it out try to find a way out while in on the enterprise they're trying to wake him up and then the next commercial break it's been five years picard has been living in this place right. and he's finally coming to accept uh, that it's real and we see him live his a whole entire life with children with grandchildren with community with friends <laughs> with family And it's all in his head. It's the same torture that the uh, Mongol put Superman through in whatever happened uh, to the Man of Tomorrow... (laughs) <laughs> or, 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 or no, for the man who has everything, I think it's the name of the story by Alan Moore, where you give someone, you know, and it's supposed to be torture for Superman. In this, we find out that the probe is like the last vestige of the civilization that ironically was destroyed, similar to Krypton when their son went supernova. I feel like whoever wrote this probably read uh, the super, those Superman comics. And this whole life he lived is completely fake. It's not real. And then he wakes up uh, back on the Enterprise. But it it
0: was like it was real though, kind of, because at the end of the simulation, all of the people that comprised his life come back in their like um, sort of like optimal forms and tell him that he was the vessel for their planet's um, history. Yeah. So they actually, so they actually were like using him as this host body, for like, oh, you you need to you need to live the memory of our dying planet and and share our story, and then.
4: Yeah, I think like, I think, take I think people <laughs> I think people really like this episode because it has like a lot of like character development for Picard, like you yeah. actually get to see Picard like live a regular life
3: and (laughs) like not just be at work all the time, not just be at college. Yeah. Like actually like show love for people (laughs) and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, In fact,
1: his fantasy wife at one point says, you know, you told me so much about this enterprise, but you never mentioned anyone that loved you as much as I do, which is very sad. When you think about it.
0: Yeah. So emotional. It reminds me of um it reminds me of the Rick and Morty game at Blitz and Chips. Oh my god. Where they uh where you can just <laughs> upload and play as like this guy who works, you know, he he like has a regular life. <laughs> Lucia's obsessed with Rick and Morty.
4: You have yeah. to get Lucia wow. to do the Rick and Morty episode. Oh, I yeah. I gotta absolutely. just say this, yeah,
0: <laughs> The Next Generation reminds me of a lot of like their um like they're because Rick and Morty picks up on all of these tropes, and obviously, they grew up on this stuff too, and sort of like realized a bunch of things about the way that sci fi will present these moral conundrums and will always like kind of end you at this place that leaves you like, oh yeah that's true that's sad oh my god but what if like memories are memories real or like not Or I don't know and like Rick and Morty is a great show for picking up where that leaves off and going like man who knows it's a video game just play it or don't like you can take this guy's life (laughs) and like how come you played Cayman so bad like you could have taken him (laughs) on a spin if you're in a simulation and you go to this other planet why not like take him off the grid and like go adventure up a mountain or something instead of you just like had some kids and died That's like kind of the Rick and Morty analysis (laughs) through the through the Blitz and Chips Chips lens.
1: (laughs) But it's you know it's this episode is really touching and heartfelt and also like you know kind of gross and scary too when you think about what Picard what his mind must be like after you know going through all of that but it's also you know very sweet that you know you have this society that was you know destroyed a thousand years ago and this is the last vestige of them they created this device in order to at least have one person remember them and that's enough uh to preserve everything and that kind of means everything like the experience he had the of the love the friendship the community that's really uh what matters uh at the end. Now you would want to get there without having to mind flay someone. About... Yeah, totally. <laughs> I guess Maybe they just ask didn't consent have to... first? Yeah. Like, ask them yeah. first.
0: <laughs> hey Picard, do you want to take yeah. a, a break for like uh 20 years or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was it's kind of weird there's like such a theme throughout all of the episodes that like we watched where there there's like, you know, um a lot of, like, manipulation from parasites. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, there's always, like, some outside alien force that is trying to, like, hijack a- the human ingenuity and, like... Yeah,
4: it's a cool way for them to, yeah, just kind of do whatever genre they want. Like, like like with the, the Inner Light, like, it, I, when I was looking more into it, they, it was like, oh, it's there's also a George Harrison song called Inner Light that's, like, based on the Tao Te Ching. Mm-hmm. And... And when I was watching it, it really felt like a sort of, like, fable. sort of felt like in, like, a timeless sort of, yeah, like, like Pandora box type, um, like, situation that it was pulling from. And it's cool that, like, Star Trek can use these devices like, like, um, like, like alien parasite sort of things to just, like, um, insert a, a, a new way to tell a story into yeah. the future. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, yeah. S-
1: speaking of alien parasites, uh, we'll come to possibly my favorite uh, episode which is conspiracy and i love this episode because it's just like uh if they gave like david cronenberg an episode (laughs) of star trek to do it's it's a very simple plot um basically a bunch of high-ranking um people inside of the federation have been co-opted by these disgusting parasitic little crab bug worm <laughs> things that like a are really gross. Stop motion. It, yeah, they're like crawl into you and you get this gross thing on your neck if you're an, infected. And they have like a fucking uh, the queen scene at the end with the giant bug that bursts out of the guy's uh, exploded <laughs> chest. It's so like gross and body horror y, and it's just a fun little episode of tv i i it just you know it's a you've seen you probably seen an episode like this on every sci-fi episode where something's taken the body snatchers episode that's basically what it is but oh, i yeah. really uh enjoyed uh star trek's uh, take on it i was kind of shocked by how violent it was but then i realized oh yes this is wasn't on network tv this was a uh, syndication so they could do a little bit more
0: yeah, yeah. yeah I, it I it, it reminded that. me of the movie Um Brain Damage. Have you ever seen mm. that? Oh, it's like, yeah, it's it's sort of like um in that in that body horror kind of like sci-fi, like weird HP Lovecraft encounters with the Stan Winston um, you know, practical oh, uh beautiful. effects or whatever. Um but yeah. Beautiful practical effects. Yeah. Oh no, I love it. But they, they had the same thing. It's like in, in that movie there there's this this creature that like plugs into the black back of your neck and, and then you um end up doing its bidding, but it gives you strength, so you become like kind of addicted to it. And it's sort of like that weird connection was still present in the TNG episode where it was like, oh, all of these it's like, Oh, you don't expect it, but this this, you know, crotchety old dude is gonna is gonna throw um, Riker like into a glass table. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> you know, it's like oh, there's something wrong with this guy because he's too strong. Yeah, it's like Venom too. Yeah, it's totally like Venom. It's like they got the goop, but the bad goop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the other episode we did that I did not like um, as much um, is <laughs> the Royale. Uh, this <laughs> <Fine>. is where. <laughs> That's fine another is this another probe or is it an uh, anomaly is you get probes or anomalies is what uh, or
0: or sometimes mm-hmm. the,
2: the, the oh, hologram yeah. room gets fucked up
1: yeah oh
0: yeah <laughs> watch out for the holodeck it might try yeah. to leave itself
1: yeah uh, but the, i think this is an anomaly that they find on this planet that's you know doesn't have any um, Atmosphere aside, poisonous gas, except for this one spot where they see like breathable air. So, of course, they fucking beam down into the unknown as they often do. And um, is it uh, Jordy, Riker, and Data? Is it? I think it's uh, Data. Yeah. Data. That yeah. Cowboy up... hat
0: Data. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. favorite. Learns to play <laughs> dice. Yeah.
1: And they end up trapped inside of like a casino. Uh, American casino from the 20th century that's somehow on this, like, moon or rock or something uh, planet, and they have to uh, gamble their way out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that to me is so – it was such a horrifying premise, though, because of the – when they find the diary – and I yeah like it's so, like in fallout oh. or
1: something they find the diary next to the
0: yes! corpse oh my god that reminded me so much of fallout 3 it was like oh or yeah <laughs> new vegas right it's just like it so weird when the the porter dude comes turns around and is like oh hey oh, i'm just here gonna tell you all about the scenery and you're gonna have to walk through it but no the um the astronaut's diary where it was like hey you know again like our You know, our crew has been um, like intersected by some aliens and everyone is dead except for me. And then they took pity on me and they made a simulation that (laughs) I exist in. And they want me to believe that all of these people are real, but I know that they're not because they're so horrible and one dimensional. And I'm just like stuck here (laughs) and I and I welcome death. (laughs) <laughs> like holy shit, and then yeah. you and they're reading the diary next to the dusty old body. It's like, oh, we're too late. Okay, so I suggested
4: this episode in our, in our DM, and the reason why was because um my my really good friend Tom Whalen, shout out Tom Whalen, Demons Home on Twitter, um <laughs> has has just been like rewatching the entire series, and I was like, yo, um. Lucia set up an episode of TNG with struggle session, and like I just want to give them like a really weird episode that's like um, genre bendy. What do you think? What's your favorite one? Nice. And he was like, I love the Royale, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and that's why I think like to get a full sense of Star Trek because like this yep. other stuff that you had um, taken from um, your fan survey. I think is like good representations of, of like people's favorite episodes for sure. Yeah. But I think we needed to watch a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. You need like, some corny standalone. shit in there too. Some weird corny <laughs> yeah. episode in there as well to really get the breadth of what the
2: next generation is all about.
0: Serious. this is some weird corn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen, I like this episode. Um, I don't like it as much as the, like, actually good episodes, <laughs> But I do like, again, like, I like that this, you know, I like that TV used to be like this. You know what I mean? I like yeah. that TV used to be like this and that, like, you know, uh, uh, didn't always have to be so fucking serious all the time. Well,
1: I, I just think it's bad. I just think it's a bad episode. But it's it's the type of bad episode where like I would have just turned it off if uh <laughs> after the commercial break. I'm like, Oh, this is a this premise sucks. I'm not gonna watch this episode. I'm gonna turn it to Xena or or final <laughs> conflict or whatever i, I was buffy. just yeah buffy and that's just like the nice <laughs> thing about you know this sort of tv is where i don't have to watch every episode i don't have to watch the royale I, and i can still pick up and watch the you know the next episode and right and it's be nice fine. that
2: there's an episode you don't have to pay that much attention to you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just
0: need something to get stoned to come on <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, and the last two episodes we picked to watch probably—I mean, the—I knew about these episodes when they came out because everybody was talking about. About it. This is when the Next Generation became Star Trek. You know, this is the Star Trek that we think of uh, because they were able to finally, after a few tries, create a villain so cool that it broke out of like dumb because you had the Feringa and they're nice and you have the Cardassians and they're cool and you have the romulans and they're cool but the (laughs) borg are like a timeless you know terrifying villain and i think everyone uh kind of loves the borg and this two-part episode is probably their uh, most memorable moment
0: oh yeah Lots of Borgs in Rick and Morty too. The Borg is cap- <laughs> the also also make no mistake. The Borg is capitalism, people. Oh, I thought that it was. A, I thought the Borg was authoritarian communism. I
4: mean, it could be either, honestly, because I mean, capitalism. Like, I feel like late stage capitalism is like as like you know fucked up, malleable, like uh, snake headed insanity that will just like adapt to anything to survive.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I thought that it was kind of like because, like, because the the terror of the Borg is being assimilated.
4: I mean, yeah, and like I, I get the argument there we, too. So,
0: but then we're talking about like spectacle, and we're and like simulacrum and sim, right. you know, and simula- like oh, we're gonna be sucked into a thing that's just larger than ourselves, and we have to operate by its. Rules. So you can really put anything terrifying and larger than yourself into this. Into it.
4: Yeah. Totally.
0: And it's not any one thing. It's just the (laughs) idea that your personal agency will be stripped away.
4: I. I was just like, I was just like, fuck. This feels like it. it, When I was when I was rewatching it, I was just like, this just feels like, uh, like the death throes of late stage capitalism. Just like trying to to worm its way into every single facet of, um, of ourselves and until we're like completely like
0: one with it and reliant on it. Maybe in like a, they live kind of way where it's like the (laughs) illusion of all of these different brands is actually like just a, just coating over the Borg. And once you, once you rip the toothpaste box open, you see that it has a little, a little Borg eye. (laughs) <laughs> and then you and then you go and you open your Doritos and all the Doritos have a little boar guy and you're like, damn it dude, it's everywhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean this this one though is like I, I love, you know, I actually just lo- i do love like a fucking season ender <laughs> like a season ender cliffhanger. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is like again, more like really good classic TV. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. It's like, oh shit, when you see Picard and he's got the tubes. Yeah, coming out of his head. Fuck! It, it's a it's a beautiful it's fucking rad image. It's fucking. It's <laughs> so weird though because the Borg <laughs> sees something about Picard. Like, oh, we want this captain to speak for us. Mm-hmm. We want you to be our human. Like, what did they say? They're like, we want you to be our voice. Maybe or
1: maybe emissary is that the word they use? No, that's uh, Cisco. He's the emissary. Uh, but, the, yeah, they, they want like a, him the, to be yeah. the ambassador, kind of, to yeah. uh, humanity and the Federation to explain to them that resistance is futile, we will <laughs> just... add to the collective. <laughs> I, I appreciate the Borg for, like, they don't take... They just, like, keep coming, and they're just this kind of unstoppable uh, enemy that's ultra-powerful. Uh, their weapons are better. They're smarter. They're They're so like the federation is so not a threat to them like you can beam on board a board cube and until you really start fucking it up they really won't do anything to you and that's just the scariest thing (laughs) like an enemy that like doesn't even regard you as a threat is probably uh, the most horrifying thing about them yeah so
0: mechanical
2: yeah, there is something like very terrifying about the Borg. Just as a you know, just the sort of like you can't negotiate element of it is uh, uh, is is so scary.
3: So you can't negotiate,
1: ongoing. and what they want is you, and that's it.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The Borg is just the Borg. It's it's nothing else. It's its own terror. Oh my god. It's just cube. It's like huge fucking cube. Like fuck, fuck the Death Star, dude.
4: Like that f- cube full of tubes is so much scarier looking. Look, <laughs> yeah,
1: the Borg
2: <more> cube <laughs> is better than the da- Death Star. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll make that yeah. bold claim, Jack. <laughs> I will say the cube is better than the Death Star. It wow. is, it's cooler, Whoa, it's a little more iconic. I do think it's cooler.
1: I don't think it's more iconic, but it is cooler. But it should be more iconic. It, it should, should be, be more,
0: more iconic. iconic. Yeah. We've got to start printing these things, like 3D printing the cube. <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, I would love that. a model of the Well, the
1: problem cube. is, of course, that the new Picard series kind of uh, defangs the cube. Now it's just like a really, it's like a, like a hotel now. I don't even for, want to watch uh, it.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. I it's can't. it's
1: a good show. I really I really enjoy it. Oh, but really? uh, It kind of takes the horror terror away when you just see like people like living at the board cube because uh, space, <laughs>
2: it's
1: like you know, real est- I guess real estate <laughs> prices got really like bad after the ne- after oh, you know uh, Deep Space Nine or whatever the last movie was, and now people live on the board, uh, empty board cube. Oh, that's, like they turn it into oh, like an artist brutal.
3: loft. Yeah,
0: maybe utopia it... fails. <laughs> that's brutal. Maybe it's kind of like disaster um travel or whatever it's like oh wow honey uh, we haven't lived on the board cube yet
4: (laughs) (laughs) it's just like it's like star trek version of like the type of atomization where like people are living in bunk beds for 400 dollars a month or whatever yeah yeah on the board oh but it's like
0: (laughs) oh it's so novel
3: yeah oh you don't
4: need all that stuff you know the (laughs) board cube is currently
1: filled with japanese businessmen on the (laughs) yes
4: They're trying to shop it around to Silicon Valley, <laughs> trying to get it to stick. <laughs> yeah, see what it feels like <laughs> to live with less.
0: <laughs>
1: But man, I, I I love Best of Both Worlds. Um, I think it's, a, you know, it's besides, you know, Conspiracy, because it's my favorite episode because of the horror stuff. Uh, we talked about, uh, you know, a few episodes, but there's so many uh, to get into. So I want to ask you, um, what are some episodes uh, for people who haven't watched everything in Next Generation that you would recommend um, they check out if they like any of these?
4: Well, well, I do think our list fucking is really good. Um you know because like you know it has it has like it hits all the ones that like people are always talking about so it's like you're gonna hit all your marks when you're talking to a tng fan where you're like you know i haven't seen every episode but i i you know i saw you know uh inner light <laughs> you know everyone yeah. is gonna want to talk about inner light everyone's gonna want to talk about data
0: episodes and i highly recommend <laughs> when the bow breaks
4: Oh yeah, I did watch that on your recommendation during
0: those, oh, yeah, as well. I love that as like you know, because I mean, the, the beautiful thing about this show is the moral sort of application to it and I think like it's easy to understand because you have to survive on this ship and, and you have, and like every planet that they encounter is about how other people survive and understanding like all these mechanisms and when the bow breaks is great Because it's, like, this world where people kind of just are, like... They're taken care of by this um, computer. Yeah, but they don't understand what it is. They don't understand what the system is, and they don't know how it's, like, poisoning them. And instead, they don't know how to do the
4: maintenance on it.
0: Yeah. It's like the opposite of the Borg where they're all just like, let's express ourselves because we're all like really artistic and amazing and great. And like
3: this thing <laughs> just takes
4: care of us. Yeah. And so then the, the computer ends up poisoning the f- folks and they can no longer have
0: children. And yeah. So... so they kidnap children <laughs> from the Enterprise because they're like, whatever, make some more. We need them. And we're like, they love it here. They're all artists now. Uh, yeah and, and the best is like one of the kids really does love art and he's like I
4: hate math I want to be a sculptor and I'm yeah. like that kid's me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But,
0: like I just want to stay here look I don't
4: need to reproduce like I, that kid's me like joining a artist commune yeah. like like <laughs> editing yeah. my family an artist commune <laughs> next to a super
0: fun site because it's the only place we can right. afford to put one oh my god <gasps> seriously that's the art yeah. and labor that is the art and labor Star Trek. yeah that's what i was saying i was like yo if anybody needs a, an art episode it's <laughs> yeah. when the bow breaks definitely
1: yeah the sh- episode i recommend is reunion because it's the one where Worf kicks the mo- most ass. Um, his uh, his um, I don't know if they use this term in the twenty third century, but his baby mama uh, comes to visit him and brings him his son. They never heard of, but then she gets killed, and so he gets revenge by killing the uh, Klingon who betrayed uh, him and killed her. And even though he does this really heroic, you know, bro badass thing in this pretty good fight scene, Picard still takes him to task and like yells at him Aww. for violating um federation regulation or whatever the fuck. And War- <laughs> but Worf, you know, he does he he defends himself by saying what I did was completely valid under Klingon law. Klingon law. law. And yeah. Picard's just like, well, <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <Ooh.
0: laughs> Whose law is bigger? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, how fucking colonialist of Picard! Exactly, yeah. <laughs> is
1: Klingon business. And how, by the way, how did Picard become the guy who uh, decides the uh, succession of the Klingon Empire? How did he become, <laughs> How did he get that designation? Because I've seen that mentioned in several episodes, but never explained.
4: I honestly do I am not that much of a nerd I do not remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, going to
0: say. Going to look that up. Sorry everybody. <laughs> Failed. Okay.
1: You know, this is a show really based on um, based on the stories, but we live with all these characters uh, throughout and we find out a little bits of pieces of them in every episode. So I want to ask you, who is your favorite and least favorite character?
4: Well I of course love I love data and um, I don't I don't like uh, Wesley. <laughs> yeah.
2: We did not mention Wesley, but we can all start with not does, liking Wesley. Does everybody hate yeah.
0: It's really funny. Actually I also don't like Wesley, but um, the that uh, character was created um, as an avatar for Gene Roddenberry Gene Roddenberry's middle name is Wesley yeah, and he wrote the that kid as the kid that he imagined he would be on the ship. Oh, so did uh-huh. they make
2: him annoying when he left the show? Were they like Roddenberry's annoying so let's make Wesley super annoying. <laughs> maybe
0: maybe. I mean that's the, that's the big question mark I don't know. Yeah I also don't like that character though. Yeah it's just like ugh <laughs> such a little brown noser
4: but yeah, I love I love data because data's, data's trans. Um, <laughs> I like Deanna I like Diana
0: Troy. I want to I want to just hug her a lot.
4: Yeah, she's she's cool. I I, like, I I did not like her when I was a kid, but I like her now. I like her now. Yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't like her before. Yeah. I'm growing a very a, a huge appreciation for her because she just beams. She's like a hot mom. <laughs> She's intuitive. In... So
1: is Beverly, actually. But yeah. they're both yeah. hot moms.
0: True. Yeah, <laughs> they'll like take care of you and business and their kids and everything. Yeah. They just take care of it all. They do it they're all. So strong. I love them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, uh, I think it might be Data for me as well mm. um, because I feel similarly to Data. Uh, Which is that what is going on with all these people and all their weirdo fucking rules and stuff? Uh, uh, And so I feel similarly to Data that I I would feel very alienated by being on the Enterprise and need everything to be explained to me all the time. Uh, So Data is my favorite character. And I, I will probably have to go with Wesley Crusher as well for, you know, just sort of like the, you know, standard, most annoying character on TV kind of thing. (laughs) <laughs> so my favorite
1: character, you know, as much as I love Worf, he doesn't get to be in full his full self until DS Nine. So my favorite character is probably Riker. Um, you know, he's he the, he's the man. He's the man. He's the yeah, guy. Sure. Yeah, he gets to be you know fully. He, he he's the he's the guy that gets to exude the most you know kind of dumb masculine energy uh, <laughs> in the future. <laughs> kind of appreciate that without getting in trouble for it like Worf does um least favorite character probably miles o'brien i just hmm. find him on the next generation specifically i like him on Deep. i grew to like him on deep space nine but on the next generation he just seemed like really annoying and anytime he was on screen that was like time that uh geordie could have been g- given that line <laughs> instead so yeah I-, I wasn't a big fan of miles
0: yeah he was always kind of like tapping on something and then just being like <laughs> derp derp <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that was Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> the whole thing. The yeah. whole thing. The thing yeah. about you don't need 50 to minutes. Else.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. Uh,
1: oh, oh, times, okay, yeah. Lucia, uh, where can people find you?
0: Oh, I'm at TitaniumWig on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
4: Lucia is not nearly online as much as, like, uh, the the rest of us I feel like yeah. who have like a disease of posting. Basically, <laughs> hey, look um, I
0: could catch it though. You do catch it sometimes. I yeah, see it that's happen. what the thing is I go in waves. Yeah. I'm not like I'm I'm not a consistent poster. I'm at titanium wig. Your quality poster Thank you. And your quali- quality Instagram. But oh yeah. That's locked Oh yeah, private Instagram Lucia is a fine art painter. That's true um And post I do the, photos I there. do the gallery shows and things Um, yeah,
4: I, I'm a, I'm on Twitter at OK Fox, the O, uh, in OK and Fox are zeros, but I think I come up as OK Fox if you just search me on there and art and labor is our podcast we do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and and if you
0: join the Patreon, you can read some of my long form writing.
4: Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. And we do like a, a bonus snack cast where, where we Do more like loose gossip sort of episodes. Oh yeah,
0: you can get the gossip and you can get the art theory. Yes, (laughs) yeah, it's a real high-low Patreon. Yeah, so our (laughs) show is is
4: basically (laughs) like the art gossip, and then we literally read Marxist and art theory Mm -hmm. to you, so you don't Mm -hmm. have to like read it. And a lot of these don't have audiobook versions, so you just listen to us tell it to you. That's it's the way long. to do it, folks. Yeah. If, you, yeah. if you're
2: behind on your theory, just <laughs> subscribe to this Patreon.
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: well, su- well, our theory stuff's free. Yeah, it's on free. Our free feed. You can just subscribe. Uh, still subscribe. Still subscribe. Yeah, still subscribe. Yeah, support us being able to do it because you know it's you know it's it's tough living in New York. It's it, it, it's uh, hard to hang on to a good uh, apartment for cheap. Um, yeah, always tough
3: in. living
0: in the city. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't know. I feel a song coming on, helping us pay our rent. Yeah, really you guys haven't it. heard it before. It's called "It's Hard to Live in New York." <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: it's hard to live everywhere, and you know we 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 put a lot of work into our show, and we really appreciate all the support we get, and we, we appreciate any struggleos checking us out it would be awesome.
2: Strugglos, check them out. <laughs> okay. yeah. go get in there. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, and we have an awesome Discord. Right. That you can get uh, if you subscribe to Patreon. You got to a DM. DM if you're a fan or subscribe to Patreon to beep, get that I- invite.
3: <laughs> All right.
1: And that was Sestrek. That's it.
3: Woo! To infinity and
2: beyond.
1: To infinity <laughs> and beyond.
3: <laughs> Make it uh, so. <laughs>